thank you for devote, uh, joining me for this 22nd devotion. Uh, we've entitled this series, uh, Creation, Rebellion, Salvation, and Consummation. It is an overview of uh, this great narrative of the Bible, the narrative from Genesis to Revelation, what God has done uh, to bring about the created order, how his creatures rebelled against him, how he's acted uh, for their salvation, and how he's going to bring everything to its appropriate end. And we have really drilled down on different aspects of salvation, and we have been settled in for the last few days of talking about the very important experience of assurance. We want those who are born again to experience certainty, want them to enjoy uh, the, uh, the power of, of joyful assurance of their salvation. Now, I speak rather frequently and of my concern for those who are cocksure or presumptuous about their salvation, but ultimately they are not saved. And that is... That is a concern, and I have a great concern for uh, church members who uh, have made a decision and maybe their names are on a church roll somewhere, but they really have no continuing interest in the things of God. And I would tell anybody at any place, at any time, uh, just because you have an, a, re a religious or a spiritual experience in your background, do not presume that that is the markings of salvation. If there is no continuing interest in the things of God, a desire for the Word of God, a desire to be with the people of God, a desire to obey God, I would suggest to you, you truly need to examine yourself to see if you've been genuinely converted. And, but the flip side of this is I would desire that those who are genuinely converted, who have the desire to serve their Lord, have the desire to go, grow in grace, that they would know with absolute certainty that their sins are forgiven and that their hope is ultimately that they will spend an eternity in the presence of their Savior, Jesus Christ. And so if you have your Bibles, let's look at the second of these uh, uh, talks or uh, uh, devotions from First uh, John. And we're in chapter 1, and I'm going to read verses uh, 8 through chapter 2, verse 3. Again, uh, the, the epistle of 1 John, chapter 1, beginning in verse 8. If we say we have no sin, we deceive ourselves and the truth is not in us. If we confess our sins, he is faithful and just to forgive our sins and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. If we say we have not sinned, we make him a liar and his word is not in us. My little children, I am writing these things to you so that you may not sin. But if anyone does sin, we have an advocate with the Father, Jesus Christ the righteous. He is the propitiation for our sin and not for our sins, ours only, but for also for the sins of the whole world. And by this we know that we've come to know Him if we keep His commandments. We've been talking about birthmarks. That is, how does God mark us? So by way of our own self-examination or even an examination that would f flow from the genuine fellowship of other believers asking one another, do you see these things in my life? And so we begin there in verse 8, and, and that is a, an honest 
openness and reality that we still sin. The believer is far more aware of their ongoing sin than the unbeliever is. The believer is the one who is aware that, oh, wretched man that I am. Because of the work of the Holy Spirit and the, and the, uh, the knowledge of the Word of God and uh, God's power being demonstrated in our life, the work of holiness being uh, ongoing in our life, we become abundantly aware of how extraordinarily and desperately sinful we are. In fact, the closer you grow to Christ, the more aware you will be of your own sinfulness. It's quite an, an unusual uh, paradox there. Uh, you would think that as we walk with Christ, we would think, oh yeah, I'm, I'm really doing well. I don't really sin anymore. No. The closer you walk with Christ, the more you grow in His grace, the more aware you are of just how sinful you really are. So, it is an honesty regarding the reality of our own sinfulness. Then a second mark, uh, birthmark from this text. The willingness to confess our sins. To go honestly before God in the name of Jesus Christ. We name our sins. We agree with Him that yes indeed we have sinned. And I repent of that sin. What? I change my attitude, my action, my direction, uh, my affection regarding this sin. Uh, I think I said in a previous devotion... True confession involves true repentance. True repentance involves true confession. So there's a reality of a, an ongoing confessing of our sin. And then, to say it positively there in verse 3, we desire obedience. We keep His commandments. We desire to serve God by obeying His Word. We find joy in, again... Uh, living a life characterized by obedience. Is it a perfect obedience? No, perfect perfection will never be obtained in this life. Uh, there are times when our obedience is, is difficult, but ultimately our desire, because of the work of the Holy Spirit in, the, in our life, is a desire to please God, to obey Him. And so again, one of the strongest evidences, say, saying it very simply, if you have the desire to please God and you see that working out in, in practical practices, studying His Word, praying, uh, gathering with His people, desiring to see other people saved, then the question is, do you think that in and of your sinful self you created that desire? Well, the answer would be no. You would not have that desire apart from what? The reality of the presence of the indwelling Christ in your heart. And again, the mark of His presence, the mark of the new birth, desiring obedience. So I hope you find this helpful and assuring uh, as you grow in God's grace. Thank you for joining me. Look forward to seeing you again tomorrow.